Okay, we are we are live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Awesome. Woohoo! Are you excited, Pedro? This is oh, our no. Listen, uh, we were discussing before. You know that the, the, <laughs> we're doing this. You know, uh, I, I'm actually enjoying. I look forward to it. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> because the thing is that you and I have been doing this. You know. Uh, uh, yes. You know out of the, the the screen you know what i mean we yes, have been having great. conversation and we seem to enjoy it and throwing ideas and having this kind of uh in which it's what it led us to this you know what i mean absolutely discussing and say hey why won't we just put it together in something that the public mm -hmm. can also benefit from this so yeah. yes i know i look forward to it you know and now i have it in my calendar okay it's time <laughs> to, <laughs> to have our conversation so. That's awesome. Awesome. So I want to uh, say good morning, friends, and thank you so much for uh, joining us this morning, uh, Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, <clears throat> for those of you who are returning, welcome, uh, returning uh, guests, uh, um, sorry, uh, returning uh, uh, audiences, I guess. Again, this is not scripted, so I have to go off with comes to my mind. Uh, <laughs> just uh, um, I want to encourage anyone that's watching us today to please go ahead and subscribe on the platform that you are watching us on so you can always uh, see when we are going live and you'll be able to uh, see the show and not miss it while we are live. And of course, you can always come back and watch anytime. Uh, we are here to provide the most amount of value for an information that instead of you spending hours and hours reading or researching, you would this would be the best platform for you to come and, and just check out Coffee Time with Maria and Pedro, and we'll be able to get so much information uh, from a you know 30-minute segment. With that, I want to take a moment to introduce myself. My name is Marie Torosian, CPA. I'm a, a, a Chartered Global Management Accountant as well, previously an auditor and a CFO. Um, currently, the way I work is I'm a CPA advisor and transformation coach. I've created the, the Valuation MT framework to help business owners go from 1 million to 10 million and more. Um, and we do this over a period of time, setting up a lot of policies and procedures, getting their financials ready. Um, one of the other things I wanted to mention is, you know, make sure that I've, I've also put it in, in the chat is to download my ebook. Um, and uh, it's a great way for you to kind of get an overall idea of uh, how to start a business and all the different steps through the uh, business uh, cycle. Um, one of the other books that I also have, it's on Kindle, it's called The Complete Guide for Business Growth. I've also put the link in, in the chat, um, and that way you can kind of check it out over there. So um, today, uh, again, I have Pedro Gonzalez, my friend, and when it's come to tax, this is the man you want to go to. Um, we work together in collaboration for over a year now, and we love doing these shows. Um, and Pedro, I'll, I'll give you the the the... the Stage, go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> Good morning. Yes, uh, Pedro Gonzalez, uh, CPA, uh, your business and tax strategist. Uh, what we focus is on helping uh, businesses uh, lower their taxes, improve their cash flow, and develop exit strategies. Uh, and the goal is to, to help you maximize uh, your, your profitability and uh, improve your cash flow so then you can retain more of those uh, resources so you can reinvest it. Uh, in the best, in the best, best way possible. I also, uh, you know, finished uh, the the ebook on. Uh, uh, it's a free ebook, uh, the Real Estate Investors Tax uh, Strategy Guide. What I'm gonna do, whomever subscribe to Marie's uh, 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 platform, uh, I'll send a 
a free uh, copy. So, so anybody that subscribe uh, will we'll, we'll add that. Right. You can also add your link. If you have a link to the book, you can put it in the chat afterwards. That way they can just click on it and then be able to go get it. Wonderful. Awesome, awesome. So Pedro, last week, uh, you know, the last two weeks, actually, we've been talking about such cool, cool information. We went through uh, the most important tax deadlines. Uh, we talked about a unique uh, prospect that we met uh, in the past uh, two, two, two weeks ago, actually. And then there were so many intricacies in this, in the gen this person's uh, life. There was uh, a divorce happening. There was, you know, three three plus years of tax returns not filed, um, and um, so we covered a lot of these situations. And then where we left off last week, we were going to talk about a possible IPO when a business owner is is having all these different situations. Their bookkeeping is not well done. There's so much of situations yeah. happening at the same time. Plus, they want to possibly get bought out or go on, uh, you know, go on to their first initial public offering. So this is an area that you have a lot more experience because you have actually helped companies go do their first uh, IPO. Uh, would you kind of tell our audience some of the key requirements of what a business will need to do to be able to go into their initial public offering and uh, what the SEC would require from them? Yeah, the, you know, the, the, I'm not going to discuss all the details as far as the application, but what I can tell sure. you is the, 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 I guess uh, the how, and, and this will be pretty much standard regardless if you're going to go private, uh, let's say a private equity investor or, or you're going to go public, uh, it's, it's kind of similar. I mean, the investors are, are looking as a stable, ready company. So, you know, they're going to be looking, one of the areas, and I mentioned before, it's going to be the accounting and financial uh, <laughs> system of your company. Yes. Uh, and that's something that they're going to be, uh, regardless of the software. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's QuickBooks or oh, sure. whatever. It's, it's just a matter that you have a, a, a sound accounting system that they can be uh, relied on. If you're going to go public, they're going to require uh, audited financial statements. So again, accounting system has to be in place. Internal controls will be tested. Uh, so you got to be ready for that. Uh, the other thing that they're going to be looking is into you know, and this is more the legal aspect, uh, regulatory mm -hmm. uh, restrictions that you might have, environmental, you know, sometimes uh, you don't understand, realize that your business uh, might have to go through some environmental studies. Uh, mm -hmm. and so again, catches people by surprise that why my business may require that. So some, some businesses, depending on the industry that you're involved, might require uh, uh, environmental studies, uh, employee, uh, agreements if if your industry has unions they're going to be looking at the union agreements and uh, uh you know so all of those different aspects of, of your business will be uh scrutinized because again the, the point is uh any any investor uh their main thing is uh, is is assessing the risk of your business so the goal is to uh what we call the de-risking your business meaning that we're going to try is before the the you're gonna go either go private or you're gonna go to the public uh, offering. Is mm -hmm. de-risk your business, lower that risk because the lower the risk, the higher the value. So yeah, that uh, makes sense. And, and it will be also make the process a lot easier for you to to do your sale. I mean, if you have brought that risk to a, an acceptable level, that either the public or a private investor will 
uh, be willing to buy into your business. So, you know, having, for example, your inventory, have a good inventory of, uh, system. Yes. It gets, it gets really overlooked how important it is <laughs> for the inventory, those businesses out there that uh, rely on their businesses functioning on inventory. Uh, the inventory accounting has to be reliable. They will be testing that. There has to be a correlation between the inventory and the cost of goods sold. Many times the cost of goods sold going up and down, it makes no sense. Why yes. costs are going, you know, the cost per unit, the gross profit. You know I mean, they're going to be looking at analyzing your gross profit margin. And so one of the things they'll do, at least as a minimum, they're going to look at the last three years and then see that is does it make sense, sure. uh, uh, that, that relationship. Uh, confidentiality, confidentiality agreements. I mean, if you, trademarks. Uh, having all that document. If you have anything that is uh, should be patented, is it patented? Because again, I'm I'm buying that. So if it's of not patented, part of it. you have not protected this this unique. It could be an app. It could be a, a some sort of uh, formulation that you have. And if you have not protected that, then it's of no value to me. That means that anybody now, including your own employees right now, could take this and, and now <laughs> have a problem. You see what I'm saying? So. Uh, yes. All of those things have to be uh, uh, analyzed. That's why it's so critical to, again, the accounting. They're going to be looking at your legal aspect. They're going to be assessing risk. So having uh, in this, this is no, you know, machine to be taken lightly, but, you know, having a, a, an attorney, an attorney that, that deals with, especially when you're going to go either, again, public or, you know, there's attorneys out there that specialize in this area of the due diligence of preparing mm -hmm. you for, uh, the exit or, or selling or you're going to go public or private individuals that uh, deal with it. If you have any litigation, uh, you know, that sure. well documented, what, where you stand on the process, are you, you know, all of that has to be documented. Uh, it, they, they're going to do anyways a litigation uh, assessment, you know what I mean, due diligence to see yeah. if there any, because again, you know that there's uh, the uh, ongoing litigation, but the, the risk that you might be sued. So they're going to be looking at that. Uh, of course. including not only from uh, the, the outside, but in your employees. Uh, do you have uh, the proper measure to pre uh, reduce at least uh, any, for example, work misconduct uh, claims? You know, so they're going to go through intellectual property, which again goes with uh, protecting the, your assets. They're going to be looking at intellectual property, uh, right. any that you might have, insurance. Uh, again, another area, you'll be surprised how many businesses out there either are not no insurance or underinsured. Underinsured, yes. Yeah. Yes. So when you're getting ready for this type of transaction, then you need to go and look at your insurance. And, and, and again, this is the time to start looking at uh, protecting those assets because that's what you're going to be selling. We talked about this uh, last time. You and I had this conversation about it's a turnkey operation. It's what you want to sell. Yes, and exactly. A turnkey operation that you already looking this is how you and i help our clients is going through all these steps so then the transaction goes a lot faster it becomes more efficient and increases your value if there's real estate involved title having uh, all the properties properly insured uh you know if there's any mortgages that the mortgages are all documented and there's good documentation uh about the the the, uh, the mortgages associated with that with that property yeah. Uh, any issues with uh, uh, the documentation of self processes? And again, documentation. You know what I mean? People don't think about the processes, don't processes and having manuals. You know what I mean? Employee manuals, 
uh, sales processes, how you're selling to the public. Yes, and yes. They, you know, oh, well, I just have a website. Yeah, but you should have, even if it's a simple uh, sales uh, and marketing manual. I mean, I'm not saying you have to have this this monster document. <laughs> right. That you can explain, and this is how I train my salespeople. Because again, what they want is also being uniform, uh, you know, be uniform. Of course, everybody's following a specific structured way exactly. of to the client. Then the client experience is also, you know, well received. You know, everything right. they the same thing from every person that they speak with. Correct. Correct. Exactly. And so, you know, employee benefits. If you, you know, if you have or don't have, you know, but documenting and have it all very uh, clear about uh, the process. And, and again, uh, contracts. I mean, uh, having all well documented contracts in general with either you know your customers. Has to sure. be well documented. You know, don't you know? If you don't have it, this is the time to start documenting all your contracts, any kind of agreements right. that you might right. have with your vendors, as far as uh, your your purchases. Because sometimes what happens is that you make commitments. Mm -hmm. You make a commitment with it with a vendor that I'm going to be buying this this future obligation, right. future obligation. So all of that has to be documented. You cannot just even though it's Joe, my friend Joe, and I buy this from him on a regular basis. But now, Joe, listen, I'm getting ready to, to do this. I need it now in writing. So all of that, uh, it will help you in the process. Again, it doesn't matter if it's private or, or public uh, to help uh, the process. And one last thing I want to mention, when, when, when you're dealing with uh, this kind of exit, one of the areas that, that again, kind of shock people, but it's that you kind of start switching from a tax minimization uh, policy right right to a profit uh yeah. maximization policy yes and because now again you, you're, you're going through another phase you want to is to increase profits you want to yeah. show that you're more cash flow you know what i mean you want to show a robust company and i'm not saying here that there was some uh nothing wrong in the past is that you know the 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 focus was to right. maximize your your deductions sure so now you're gonna switch because now you have to is increase the value of your company. So when you're going to go public, the, either the public or the private equity investor need to see that this is a robust company. The cash flow is healthy uh, because, again, that's what businesses are buying. You know what I mean? Investors are buying okay. is, is cash flow. The, the future cash flows is basically. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's in the end what they're buying. You know what I mean? You can say okay. I have this idea, whatever. Yes, that's part of it. If it's unique, it's attractive. But the cash flow is something that is is is. Uh, quantifiable. You know what I mean? I can show you that yes. you know, the money that, I, that this business generates, and I can show you a growth pat, uh, pattern uh, over the next couple of years, and, uh, and that, that's, that's what they're buying. Yes, absolutely. And then uh, something that I uh, also caught on when you were saying as well uh, with the vendors, you know, the commitments over a number of years, mm -hmm. the same thing is true if you have clients that have made commitments to purchase from you you know, over the number of years. So if you have, you know, three-year contracts with clients, those are going to, you know, bring a lot more value to the business than just, you know, you know, just wondering it's a one-year one contract, for example. And it depends, of course, what type of industry we're talking about, you know, depending. But that those type of commitments would really bring a lot more value to, to the business when you're trying to get more, um, you know, investors uh, in there. Um, yeah. And uh, so... Uh, this also kind of reminded me of a situation where I was working with a client and uh, so they were of course you know they were about five years they have inventory <laughs> that's how it kind of prompted the story um, 
I was working with them. They had an investor that was interested to possibly join, you know, and then and invest with them, you know, about I think between two fifty to five hundred thousand um, in investments, um, and then they were doing their accounting kind of in house with you know kind of my friend, my 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 family member and kind of stuff. So of course the books were not in order and the investor was not able to make any heads or tails of the data that sh that they were receiving. And uh, so I was actually brought on board. And then one of the key things that the investor told me, can you make the financials gap basis? Because this seems to be a kind of cash basis, which is fine. You know, when people start out, it's pretty good, but it gets to a point where when we are thinking future, the cash basis doesn't show us the future. We don't know what is owed. We don't what is owed to us or what is owed to 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 uh, vendors, right? So, I had to go in and basically look through, and it was like a mini internal audit type of thing, where we had to kind of look through, you know, uh, the inventory, you know, what they were, if the balances were correct, when was the last time they did the actual count. Mm -hmm. um, and then the cost of goods sold, that's something you mentioned very quickly. And then and that was one of the key things the investor kept on harping on. She, she would say, these numbers are not making sense. The cost of goods sold is not making sense. Where is the inventory? Because the revenue and the inventory are not, the gross profit is just not making sense to me. Right. <laughs> so yeah. all the changes we made and then tried to convert everything. And for example, the other key thing that had happened with the cash versus accrual basis and uh, with revenues, right? So a lot of times cash was received for an event. This was type of, type of an event slash inventory. So it's combination. Let's think of a combination industry. An event is going to happen at which time certain inventory is going to be sold for this specific customer. So the, the, the cash would come into the door and they would, you know, the, my client would record it as, you know, cash received, revenue is going up. And then now we're going to go and order the merchandise we need for that specific day and event. Yeah. So that year-end cutoff was not taken into consideration because the merchandise didn't arrive until the following year and the event is happening. So when we had to convert everything to accrual basis, this became a massive amount of work to kind of get everything back into a place where it kind of made sense to a certain yeah. point, you know, those the, the year-end cutoffs, which are super, super important. Um, and then for an investor to make heads or tails, at the end of the day, it was still very difficult with that gross profit margin because there was years of, I think, bad data that was playing around in the, you know, in the system. And uh, unfortunately, they couldn't get that investor to invest. Yeah, it, happen. it happens quite often. Uh, yeah. Know, people don't realize that... Uh, there's some uh, statistics out there that uh, from different uh, sources, but basically, on average, about 90% of most uh, uh, entrepreneurs, we're talking about the, the, the mid, smaller size, uh, yes. is uh, that about 90% of their uh, retirement, the wealth, is tied up to uh, intangible. Exactly. Yeah. Businesses <laughs> and real estate. Yeah. In about 75%. Of those businesses will never will not be able be able to be uh, they don't sell 75 yeah. percent i mean that that is significant when you're thinking the amount of small businesses out there uh that they're one is a, the reason is one is that they don't realize the value of the business yeah they, they don't realize that that this uh you know quote unquote shop that i have here that i'm i'm ma manufacturing some little widgets mm -hmm. i could 
sell it. And I'm not saying, you know, I don't know how much, but you be built something that might be of value to somebody else. Sure. And so it could be, I don't know, 10,000, 20,000, 100, I don't know, uh, yes. a million dollars. You don't know until you sit down to assess before yes. I retire. I might have something here that I built over the years and I could turn it into a liquid for us, at least part of my return. So that's one that they have no idea that they, what they have on their hands right now has value. Uh, number two, they have no idea what, how much is worth. They right. They down to analyze that, the, okay, I have a business, but I don't know how much it's worth. Exactly, exactly. And, and number three is a lack of planning. Is that, that they're not thinking of that exit. And, and, I, and those are, you know, you and I have talked about this, is that we are all going to exit. It doesn't matter the type of business. Yes. You know, your We're, business, my business. Nobody is forever. We know the doctor, you know, all of us. Yes, all of us. You know what I mean? So it's how we're going to exit. And so yes. in the, the thing is that we all need to start preparing, you know what I mean? A plan that how I'm going to exit this business. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, again, the lack of planning. So because of that, and uh, you have entrepreneurs out there that, again, uh, most of their retirement is sitting on illiquid assets. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. the business of the real estate, as, that's where they really have a lot of the wealth tied up. They're equity rich. And so how do you protect, how do you increase the value of that and how you protect it? And then when I'm ready, how do I convert it to liquid with the minimum yeah. of taxes so then I can retain more of that in my, in my pocket so I can use it for my retirement? Absolutely. And so because of that, then, you know, like I said, the, about 75% of those businesses will not be sold. Uh, and, and so, you're, you know, that's assets that are out there that eventually it dissipates. You know what I mean? It, it just, yeah. you, you let it go and, and you got nothing in exchange for that. And yeah. that, that is a sad story when you see families out there that work so hard in building even their little retail shop in, yes. in a strip mall and they could have, you know, packaged that and sell it. Yes, absolutely. They just, one day, that is it. The stores are, the store is closed, everybody's home and that business no longer exists. So when it has actually built in value, and that needs to be actually, if you were to plan it properly and sell it, you can still get something out of it. Of course. Um, yeah, absolutely. So one of the other kind of, a, a you know, kind of bringing a little bit more to the startup phase instead of right now we were talking about if we're already been in business and we want to go, you know, in a public offering or exiting. Um, kind of bringing to the beginning where we're starting up and we need some financing or maybe some investors to help us, you know, you know, when I say us, I'm, I'm putting myself in the shoes of the business owner, so artist, uh, the startup entrepreneur. So when, when um, you know, when they're going to start out and they want to go get that, they usually need to put together some type of a, a business plan and, and some three to five years projections. Mm -hmm. Right. So one of the things I've noticed in the past, you know, when I've you know, certain entrepreneurs are reaching out. So they're just so afraid of, let's say, sometimes actually committing to the time it takes to build the proper business plan and all the projections, right? So what is your experience from working with entrepreneurs? And then we can, you know, dive in a little bit deeper into what's needed in there. <laughs> I will tell you one, don't use uh, the, the freebies on Google. <laughs> uh, Love that. Love that. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm. You know, if you're serious about your business, you yes. gotta really get serious investors. I yeah. mean, a, 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 a serious uh, investor 
yeah. people will quickly know that you, you didn't put time into this. I mean, you you went to Google, you got a, a, a business plan, yeah, and you just simply change the name and here's my business plan. They, they'll, they'll smell it. I mean, these people are savvy investors, yes. so they'll quickly will discard it. So don't waste your time with that. I mean, you know, just put some time. Hire somebody that is experienced. Yeah, uh, there is a process that that if you if you want your business to be funded, you know what I mean, and, and to be funded to the maximum level. Number one. So number two is don't don't underestimate. Some people are afraid to request the amount of money that really right. Can. Right. And I'm, I'm sure you have seen. I have seen it. You know, when yes. the businesses go and they come back with uh, their business plan because they were afraid to ask. Oh, but I thought they would reject me. But you know, if if if, if you need a million dollars for your business to truly right. uh, take off, right, ask for half right. a million, exactly, you give it half a million. The problem is going to be, and it happens, is that they, they're short of cash, and now what? It's almost like you see this construction that you know halfway done. Why? Because they Nobody ran out of money. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Wait, Instead exactly. of asking the right amount of money that takes to build that road, they yes. ask for less, or they, you know, they wasted the money. But going back to the the business plan, you know, don't use the the, the freebies. I mean, hire somebody, and yeah. uh, depending on the the type of business that you have, you need people that understand your industry. You know, one of the areas that also you see a lot that, that lacks one, obviously, the financials. I mean, sometimes again, some these people are gonna take tear it apart to see if the numbers make sense, and they'll know this doesn't make sense. Yep. They'll throw yep. it back at you, and then and, and the thing is that you know they're discarding because there's so many offers out there. They just go one next, next, next. Right. It right. Does not make sense. Most of the time, they're gonna go to the financials because again, that's the area, the key area. That if it makes sense on the financials. Then they're gonna go to other areas, but if your numbers are not making sense, they'll discard, yep. discard, discard. Now, uh, outside of that, you know, your your pricing structure has to be solid. Again, oh, tied yes. to your financial, but you know, many yes. times people have no idea the the, the the cost per unit. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you yeah. Know, so how how can you price something if you don't even know how much it costs to one unit of your widgets? Exactly. I, you know what I mean? So that's just why you got to have somebody that understands uh, solid accounting and finance. You have to understand, okay, I need to not only put beautiful, you know, templates, is that mm -hmm. unit, the selling uh, of, of the uh, of the product, and uh, understanding the, the market. You know what I mean? Who are you going to sell this to? Yeah. So it takes it takes time to build it. You cannot just, again, don't, don't take those freebies. Uh, because it's, it's kind of, I kind of sure it's incomplete. It does not. It has to be modified to you, to your situation, yeah. to your market, and in the customer that you know you're telling this investor, I have a unique selling proposition here. What is the USP for you? What is it? Uh, well, then, then why should I invest in you? Reverse the role. Put yourself in the shoes exactly. of the investor. Will you buy that business? Look, read your own business plan, and will you invest in that business? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've had a, quite a few experiences where, um, you know, uh, one uh, this lady that I met, and then she said, well, I, someone already, I hired someone on Fiverr to do this, you know, business plan for me, uh, but I may still need help. I'm pretty sure I need help. You know, can you take a look at it? Of course, I was like, okay. 
of course it's a you know you know nice really nice excel sheet that's been filled out with lots of numbers and i'm trying to make heads or tails of the numbers i'm like okay what is the assumption behind this number what is the assumption behind it? how many employees are you hiring what are the different rates because they're not all hired at the same rate you know there's an executive there's this or that. None of that makes sense. So I literally, you know, and I looked at the business plan. I'm like, okay, where is the financial assumptions explained that match to this numbers? It's like as if one person created a business plan, one person put together some numbers. Here's a business plan for you for 20 bucks. Um, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not saying there's not great people out there on, on places like Fiverr and uh, that can oh, do sure. it. The sure. fact is that matter, the fact that matters that as a business owner, you should also be able to properly look at and value the the performance of what's being given to you. Sure. If you don't know what you're looking at, they they can fool anybody. Uh, another interesting um, experience I had was. Um, and I actually ended up working on this one. It was a very unique situation where, uh, again, the investor, um, this was a research, uh, research and development company in the plants business. So, you know, this was very new for me from an industry wise, but you know, it was a great experience. But again, um, internally, uh, they tried to put together some type of numbers, financials. And the first mm -hmm. thing the investor said, what are the key levers? What are what are what are the assumptions behind this? You know, I, I can't I can't I don't know. I, I can see the numbers, but I don't know what they mean. So there has to be that combination of like what your business plan is saying, building out that's what's the opportunity out there? What are you solving? And why should they buy to you? All these key things that you know a lot of times they can spend twenty thousand on a marketing research. Uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, but they are too afraid to spend twenty thousand on putting together proper financials that can actually truly get their investment they're looking for. So, from from that, you know, and what we did was I completely had to bring in the business plan. You know, all the ideas. It's the, you know twenty twenty five page write up. You know, this is business plan writing. It's 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 very hefty, and then build the financial models with all these questions, number of meetings with the owner to say. What about this? How are you going to hire? Who's your salesperson? What are you going to pay them? This is the market. This is the commissions. This is, these are a lot of key pieces that need to be put in and not only just put in, but it has to be explained in a way where when the, when the investor is reading that and they can actually see, okay, I get it. I see this line means this, and this is the assumption behind it. So it is quite hefty and I'm sure we can, uh, we, we might be able to have another session where we yeah, yeah, yeah deep into the business plans and projections, yeah. it could be a full episode on its own. So um, I know we are already at the, the 30 minute mark where, you know, this is where we kind of say, good, you know, uh, kind of segment away to until next time. Um, so I hope everyone enjoyed our conversation. And then maybe, you know, in the next uh, session or two, you know, the episodes will definitely cover a little bit more detail on the business plan and projections for startups and entrepreneurs. And it could also be, as, you know, needed as well for those who have already been in business for a while, but they're still looking uh, for that next investor or, you know, getting ready for their exit. So they need to put a lot of numbers together with that makes sense. Um, so with that, uh, Pedro, any last, last, uh, thoughts to our audience? No, just, uh, you know, subscribe, uh, you know, <laughs> comments, uh, you know, because again, uh, that can also uh, lead into our next, uh, conversations. Uh, if you have any comments or uh, questions, uh, go ahead and share, 
and so could, could you tell our audience your youtube channel as well so they can they can subscribe to your channel yeah uh my my channel uh i have one but i i can't remember the the, the uh <laughs> <laughs> i know i know it's the last thing you wanna wanna hear but uh again that's unscripted okay. that that that's uh that's the truth uh i will be better prepared next uh episode and uh, yes share yes the, the, absolutely. The, link to the, the youtube <laughs> Uh, yeah. it, it just started uh, again. Uh, I'm, I'm experimenting with that, and yes. it's with the same concept. And uh, you'll be uh, a part of that one too. On the other side, uh, we'll be discussing other <laughs> other topics. Uh, but uh, looking forward to our next uh, next week. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. Please, uh, you know, subscribe to our channel, share our videos so that more entrepreneurs and business owners can learn from these great, great tips that we give every Thursday on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and YouTube live at 10, 10, 10 a.m. EST. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Take care. Bye.